Welcome into a very, very special edition of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. It's very special because this is the 100th episode. Somehow we have made it this far into the podcast series. Uh, it's all grown up now. I hope everybody in the room here has worn their most, uh, their best formal attire uh, for the occasion. Uh, I have not. Uh, if my words sound like they're coming from far away, it's because I may have ascended to a different plane on Monday night while I was watching the Bears beat the Patriots uh, rather decisively. So uh, I may never return from that plane. So hopefully the podcast is still be able to be recorded from whatever place I'm in right now. Uh, but I'm your host, Dave Melton. I should probably should have said that earlier. You can find me on Twitter at DMelt57. I'm the site manager here at Second City Hockey. And I've got all my line mates with me this evening for once again, this incredibly special, wonderful occasion. Uh, up first, the analytics darling of Second City Hockey. You can find on Twitter at Jehosa's Witness. I almost used your old Twitter handle. It's Shepard Price. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, and I'm also uh, dressed for revenge because I'm on my Van Vigilante shit. So uh, uh, yeah. okay. if, if you think I've listened to anything that's not Taylor Swift or Carly Rae Jepsen over the past weekend, you are incorrect. Um, I mean, we're going to bring in our other pop music correspondent shortly here, but I figured while we've got you here, Shay, we could let you uh, extol whatever... Uh, uh, toss whatever it's praises so on it you want to or it's so good and i honestly might get my second pet taylor tat like it, it's a, like car like one of her lyrics in karma is uh karma is a cat and i might get a cat as somebody who can't own a cat a physical cat named karma might get a cat tattoo that and just name it karma um as a as a, as a buddhist swifty uh it's her best album since reputation um pretty easily uh it's way better than lover um yeah, okay, thoughts. that's good. Uh, I I have nothing to add, <laughs> so so we'll keep moving right along. Also with us this evening, he is the second city hockey. What Roger Daltrey is to the who, you can find him on Twitter at Mills one eighty. I think I said that wrong. You're on Twitter at Mill one eighty two. It's Mill Savage. I have a, uh, a nice T shirt on that I got for free. It's a <laughs> 2017 Taste of Chicago shirt. Um. I think I worked the event, but I don't remember. I spent a lot of time at the Chicago distillery tent. Uh, I I would like to say that I'm also dressed in my Sunday best, which is to say that I am in the shorts and T-shirt I usually wear when I'm sitting and watching football all day. Or a Blackhawks uh, game randomly at 1 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon because that happens sometimes. That was weird. That was, was, very, that was an oddity. It was very weird. Um also with us this evening, she is not on Twitter, but you can find her at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR, where she is the Second City Hockey bull and wall of text. It's Betsy. You have been doing nothing but listening to Midnight's. It is very good. I like it a lot. I bet we don't like the same songs because I don't like Karma very much. Um, it's fine. Um, Karma's fine. Uh, but Vigilante shit is great. I Antihero is great. Um I like uh, You're On Your Own Kid a lot, too. Yes. Uh, 
like that was the appropriate choice for number five yeah okay um so yeah so i'm really excited about that and then two why can't you have a cat is it just i allergies why don't you get a Mm. a one that doesn't there's several breeds i don't like sphinx cats Get a they scare. Food. They scare me. I didn't. They I wasn't aware me. that they had uh, genetically engineered allergy-free cats. They they have <laughs> ones that have that are like lower allergies, including Russian blues. Those are beautiful cats. They're those are the gray ones with the really green eyes. The scoreboard uh, is so goddamn big in this building. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. They're showing warm-ups, and I'm like, I'm trying to talk about cats here, Bill. It's an eyesore. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I've sorry. Seen it. We're back. We're back to cat corner. Sorry. Okay. Bengals, Which, color points. Uh, the Hawks are playing like the cats tonight. So, uh, Sib- Siberians. Those are fluffy, but they're um, they don't have the the undercoat thing that that cat, cat, that makes people allergic. And same thing with their saliva. Sorry, I went through a whole thing because I had a roommate who was. <laughs> allergic and we were trying i was trying to figure out if i wanted cats at the time then we didn't we weren't roommates and i just i went and got cats but i i did a lot of research at one point sounds like it I'm, uh well i'm we, also we, just a dog person Fair uh, enough. Well, that's and, a problem that's a you thing i don't know <laughs> any anything under 50 pounds is a cat and cats are pointless just saying thank you ron uh, you're, you're yeah. very welcome self-sufficiency i like oh that. sam lafferty jesus Okay, so a uh, mill uh, because of Mill's two uh, interjections there, uh, I we can let everyone know we are recording this during the first period of the Blackhawks game against the Panthers. Which again, there's a large cats. That's why Betsy was talking about cats so much, right? That was obviously the, uh, the I connection mean, sure. there. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear any random outbursts uh, throughout the first uh, throughout this recording, uh, something may have happened in the Blackhawks game. The really interesting part is going to be figuring out. Who is watching on what platform, or I guess what's yeah, uh, and 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 what time people are seeing exactly? Things. Like I'm watching on a computer through the internet, um, right? So me that's, too. Same. Okay, so I'm, it'll be I'm watching on see, a Roku. Okay, so it'll be interesting to see who has the uh, the the best and quickest internet connection, or who reacts first to whatever happens during the game. Uh, my initial takeaway is there's a hell of a lot of people disguised as empty seats in the crowd. Wow, uh, man. They've been promoting this season as a rebuild. They're taking pictures of the ice crew. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not so... They're all hungover from the Bears game. (laughs) Very possible. Very possible, Mill. Um, So as we've gathered uh, this evening, uh, the Blackhawks are three and two. It's really weird uh, for... I think part of the the weirdness is just because of how bad last season was when the Hawks did not win a game until November. If you remember back a year ago when they started oh nine and two and got Jeremy Coutwell, I think he it was a few they got a few wins and then they fired Colleton. But anyway, they lost their first eleven games last year, so the fact that they've won three of five already is uh, m- makes it feel a lot different than last year. Even though this is supposed to be the rebuilding year, they're supposed to suck yada yada yada, and that's kind of what we're going to get into right now um, because there's been we we've had uh, Shay's had a few recaps. So uh, we, I, I had some, some maybe slight differences of opinion with some things that Shay has observed. So Shay, I'm going to swing this over to you first. I want to get your initial thoughts on the last couple of games, and then we'll see where it goes from there. If the Blackhawks are going to win games and have a winning record, and I know it's early, then we have to talk about them like they're a competitive, or a competitive oh. team, and, in which case we need to talk about the fact that they're very, very bad at puck possession. This is not a team well, that's supposed to be three and two. 
This is a team okay. who's supposed to be with with like swap the Blackhawks record and the Wilds record or the Blackhawks record and the Canucks record, and it makes more sense in my head. But what, the three my, and two Chicago Blackhawks, maybe four and two, because the Panthers are struggling right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, not, 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 not what you want to see in a season where they've already declared we're rebuilding, um, and where there's a really good top three at, in this year's draft. Uh, you want one of those three? Uh, we're not on. They're not on pace right now for one of those three. Oh, they're fourth. They're fourth in the Central Division. We have to talk about them like they're fourth in the Central Division. Why? Why do we have to do that after five games in an 82 game season? Because it's never too early, and also it's about yes, to, it I, is. Right. It's absolutely right. too I, early. What just happened is now they're about to be four and two because they just scored first. Okay, I I, <laughs> I saw the goal, so I'm behind. Okay, yeah. And so like, we'll, just, again, like everybody's like the people who they need to get out of this town, namely Tyler Johnson and Jason well, that Dickinson. Goal is apparently, sucks. I know. <laughs> Christ. Which is why, which is why, again, they're going to be four and two. That, that, I would have saved that goal. Like, it would have bounced they, off my ass. They got to start trading people. They just they, like if they want to tank, they have to start trading people. Well, sure? okay. It's okay. Can I interject on that point? Yes. Go go ahead, Mill. The the gentleman who just scored is going to rack up some goals and be a nice trade piece, and that's kind of what they want, I think. Along with Domi and Anthony Siu, Radish is right up there. If these guys can put on some some points early on in the season and look good in these wins, that could get them some value. Well, yes, but it, like the national coverage of this team has been like, oh, this is all a scam to to, to convince Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane to to waive. Patrick Kane's been arguably one of the worst players on the roster, at least. That's, that's the most bizarre. Well, I wouldn't say. Oh, like, Charlie yeah. Conway jersey downstairs. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I so, wouldn't say that Kane's been one of the worst. I don't players. think he, he has either. He's just yeah. been on a bad. Lo- that he's line hanging, doesn't work. He's like, hanging at all. not interested sign. Um. <laughs> Okay, like, so and, and Taves and Taves is on fire. So I don't know who who are convincing that they should leave. Counterpoint: It is too early. <laughs> you say <laughs> thank you. To say yes or no, they're good or bad. They've only beaten three terrible, terrible teams. Okay, Detroit that's was, my biggest thing. Going into today, Detroit was like fourth in the Atlantic. Detroit was not good. Detroit was third. Seattle was third in the Pacific. Okay, so, so I said on the last podcast, we're going to know more about this coach if they're competitive with shitty teams and get beat by good teams. And that's yeah. pretty much been what's happened. Yeah, I think I, I 100% think that they are better than we expected. I think we all expected them to be at the bottom. I think there are players that are playing above their quality. Well, they're positionally sound. Okay. And then here's, here's the other. Here's and the other then thing. you have you have a good coach and they've played bad teams. Right, Florida right now has a bad goalie, and they have a bunch of um, Ekblad's hurt. There's another, yeah. So, and I, I don't even think the in games are going to be a big thing because I don't think Edmonton's real. Like Edmonton is just a two player team, and they have a shitty goal. Jack Campbell's been terrible. Um, they have Shocking. like the wild. They have a bunch of stuff, but statistically, you're right. They have they've they've been terrible possessionally, so that's going to hurt them eventually. And the like only reason that they're doing good, they have been very good at uh, quality suppression. They actually were like, they're like in the top five in the league for that. But that's only because they played three bad teams, teams that cannot get close anyway. So you won't know if they're good or bad or at least mediocre until I, the 20 game mark. We all know the 20 game mark is when you start to see trends solidifying. So it is too soon to tell. 
Um, I don't think it's going to be that big a deal if they've won three or four here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think other teams should be embarrassed that they're losing. Yeah. <laughs> losing well, look, here's, here's how they've won their, their games. They won, like they beat San Jose. San Jose is uh, one of the teams on the opposite end of the spectrum with the Hawks where they are, might be significantly worse than we thought. Uh, I, I want to, I would like to plant a flag. I believe I suggested that they may be one of the teams to keep an eye on in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes at the start of the year. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, but also, uh, so when they, they beat, when they beat, uh, it was the sharks game when Sam Lafferty scored two shorthanded goals, that's yeah. not gonna, ha- I'm very confident in saying that will not happen again this season. Uh, they scored another shorthanded goal in the next game. And I believe special teams were a big key in that one. And then against the Kraken, they just scored, they scored two goals in 13 seconds in the third period. These are all atypical things that are not sustainable. So yeah. It's, it's they like, have four. They have four penalty kill goals, and if they score 80, 80 penalty kill goals this season, I will yeah. Werner Herzog style yeah. eat my shoe. The, they the score, they Seth have Jones revert, playing out of his mind. The the minute they revert back to needing to rely on five on five, it's going to crash. They're just, yeah, they're getting outscored at five on five still, and that's still roughly seventy five to eighty percent of hockey. That's because they don't got anybody who could fucking shoot. <laughs> there you compared go. Compared so, to other teams they're they're getting fluky wins essentially and and when they stop getting those fluky things to happen sam lafferty and jason dickinson are not going to be point per game players through the rest of the season like that's just not gonna work it's it just that's uh, so and when those players stop scoring um unless patrick kane goes on a heater which he certainly could for a while but i'm sure that'll run out eventually then we'll see what happens and that's why a five game sample. It's too damn early to be worried about their draft status. Uh, if we're having this conversation at Christmas time, then we can talk about it. I'm not there yet. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really see the problem. I mean, like this is going to happen to them. They're going to be, they're going to be in yeah, it with, I, with bad I, teams. I just, I totally understand Shay's point of view in the fact that the reason it's annoying to me, it's I, so you have fun watching them win. Cause you, you like to watch your, the team that you root for win. But Shay's point is still accurate that they went into the season going, we're going to tank. And then they traded some very good players or did not resign some very good players to make that happen. And yeah. so now it kind of feels like getting rid of say to was a waste. If this is a winning season. Yeah. That, and that is absolutely fair. And that is the conversation I will – I would, yeah, Christmas, couldn't entertain right now, it. but if, if we get to like – again, if we get to like Christmas time and the Hawks are still like around 500, then we could talk about how badly did they possibly miscalculate in trading away Debrinkit and trading away Doc and letting Strom and Kubalik walk well, in free agency. Because if you had all those guys on this team, it would look a lot – it might look like a legitimate playoff contender. Like, not, again, not like Stanley Cup contender, but we, contending for a playoff I think we spot. questioned this last year. We brought it up in the comments recently. Last year's team was objectively better in terms of personnel, but underperformed because of coaching. What would they have done with a competent coach? Because I, I think we all agree that Richardson yes. is competent. We, yeah, we've all – I think we said that several times last season. Is like I think like right before the Debrinket trade was like, I just would like to see what this particular group uh, or this era of Blackhawks hockey looks like with a competent coach because they didn't have one for three years. And and they never and now they've got the coach, but then he doesn't have the players anymore. So it's nice uh, beard and nice fake jersey. <laughs> 
Mill's just the angry Muppet sitting in the th- uh, sitting you, you in the know, virtual three hundred level. I I have to be honest with you though, I'm pretty pleased. Oh, the guy in the ad for with the QR code had a fake on. They don't have a white C on that third jersey. Um, <laughs> I I I I'm not angry because I don't care if they beat bad teams. They're playing defense like they should be. Like they're yeah. still giving up goals, but they don't look Yaha. Yeah, I think the biggest difference from besides Tenorti, he stinks. Yeah, Jared Tenorti is not good. Oh it's a little oh annoying God. that uh, Jack Johnson is not great. You can't convince me that Jack Johnson is. Nobody good. said no. he was. I was. Yeah, I would ask you who who said that because no. like, we're all. He's like thirty five. He's basically getting a million dollars to do a I'm victory pretty, lap around. I'm pretty the sure NHL. I'm the only person that said I think he's been decent. I didn't, but I didn't see the last. I didn't see the first period of the last game, which apparently he looked like he normally Ugh. does. He and Seth but, had a terrible first ten minutes. Ugh. Yeah. So, so I didn't watch that, but like every other game, he's been fine, and that mm. is something that I wasn't even expecting, especially since he's playing higher minutes. minutes a night. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he was fine for the Avalanche too. He just wasn't as good as the other players, so we eventually got pushed down which you, the Blackhawks don't have that many better, like who's better than him? They don't really? have Kale McCarr. Connor Murphy. <laughs> yeah, oh, Connor Nordy, Murphy has not been playing very good. But even to Nordy on what I just saw, I might be a little bit behind you guys. He he was back skating and stayed up to the outside of the slot. And as soon as he hit the, the goal line, he curved out like you should. He didn't chase behind the net. And his mm-hmm. man, didn't, his partner didn't have to overplay that. Like you would have never saw that under college. Well, to, no. to that point, Mill, I think the biggest difference you're seeing this year is when when the Hawks are getting exposed on like odd man rushes or giving up goals, like what happened with Jones and Johnson in the Seattle game on Sunday. It's because players are turning the puck over. They're making bad passes into bad situations. It's not like the result of a systemic breakdown to where like, yeah, it's because they're, you know, like 30, 30 seconds there. is like 30 seconds of zone pressure. And then somebody's wide open right in front of the net for a tapping goal. Now right. you're just seeing like players just, players fuck up once or twice and it leads to a counter and a goal. Like that's if, if I don't want to say like it's encouraging cause you don't want to see the mistakes at all, but that's indicative of a player yeah, mistake would, and not a systemic issue. Yeah, exactly. I would much thing. rather see individuals make problems, you know, yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Like the first, the two goals, like there was a uh, Johnson was skating behind the net. He threw a backhander up the boards to Seth Jones and Jones could have done better with the puck, Johnson also could have not thrown that pass into a bad situation and it led to a turnover and a goal. And I think the second goal was another turnover somewhere that also led to a goal. These are the first two. It was also Seattle. Johnson and that was yeah. Johnson in the offense. It was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember it was Johnson and Jones on the ice for both of those first two goals. So <laughs> for some reason, Jack Johnson was playing top here minutes. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He's like, I, it looks like they're trying to do, Murphy and Tenorti as like a shutdown pairing. Oh, and they're getting destroyed. Yeah, they they are not. Oh, that's a trip. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I I'm a, uh you must be standing think, right at the blue line. You watch I think Mill is ahead of both of us. I can't decide if he's ahead or behind because I'm watching, I'm waiting for a face-off. Mill, what time what time's on the clock for you right now? Uh I don't know. I'm watching a replay. Oh, okay. Of Never Jared Tenorti making an outlet pass. Okay, you're slightly <laughs> behind me then. Okay. But yeah, um, but, yeah, uh, but they they look like they know where they're supposed to be. Like they look like unit. a professional hockey team. I like I like, <laughs> like I'm at eleven fifteen. Okay. I like I've like pretty much everything Richard Richardson has done systematically. I don't and I don't even mind most of his person like 
most of his personnel choices have been fine. He needs to break up that top line, but I can understand why he has resisted because all three of the other lines are very much clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think we've all talked about how. Uh, Often to see you. Yes. He needs, <laughs> I'm just never going to try. He needs to be moved and Kurashev maybe moved up, but I can understand why they don't want to do that because that third line is destroying it. So I, I, I get Ooh. that. Um, but then you have this problem. The only, like the other problem is that the two youngest guys who actually have a semi decent choice uh, chance of being in the long term plans in Caleb Jones and Philip Bruce are the six and seven because they're the ones swapping out. Why is that happening? That's the only <laughs> Betsy. Please yeah. tell me that Caleb Jones actually isn't in the long term plans. I need you to tell me that right now. So I can't. <laughs> but but he so to be fair to him as a player he did fine when they had him playing in a bottom pair role with a good partner he and regula were doing pretty good last year when they finally were paired up together i liked that i i there's so many better there are defensemen that they have in the pipeline they have two guys up there that could potentially be useful players past this year and they're playing a pylon above them yeah i I don't understand that i i i don't but but you know what i'm gonna give i'm gonna give benefit of the doubt to get to like the 20 game mark because it could just be um trying to ease them into that because jake mccabe for example did not have a lot of minutes his first two games uh he not a lot the first game a little bit more the second game so maybe that's him you know that's richardson easing him into playing after coming off of spinal surgery so i'm gonna cervical spine surgery yeah so i'm gonna give i'm gonna i'm gonna back off a little bit and say i hope that changes because first of all ruse has looked great so i would just have let him have as much rope as you want um but even i i thought it was weird that caleb jones had his first good game and then he got taken out i like he had three bad games in a row, then had a good game. And that's the one he got taken out from. I I wonder if they're just trying to rotate each of them in because. But they're the only two getting rotated. Well, because Roos has never played an 82 game schedule before. And, and Jones is still like working his way back from shoulder injury. Like I, that's another one. Like I'm like putting a pin in for now. We'll come back to it in a month and see what we. Pylon hasn't ever done an 82 game season either. He's, well, he's never but, even hit 30. But he's like he's been in the NHL for well, in the NHL and the he's AHL. He's never for hit seasons. 30 games in a season. No, I I know, but I think he's better. Like I I, I don't know how long the Swedish hockey league is, but I don't think it's as long as the NHL. It's like I 60 could be something wrong. games. Okay, and yeah. on top of that, Bruce played top pair minutes in yeah. a men's league. I just I it doesn't it he's a 20 I get he's 23, but I don't know. I it yeah, but he didn't weird. have to deal with the shitty ice from the Bulls game last night, being on top of it. <laughs> it just seems weird to me that they that the he had a great game and then he gets pulled out. Caleb Jones had an arguably, like I think objectively good game, and he got taken out for a player that is one older and two just way worse. <laughs> um well, there maybe that's to Shea's point. That's how they're the Jared Tenorti's the double agent from the front office. I don't, he's not even good enough to be that. He's just straight up bad. I think Caleb Jones just high stick Patrick Kane also. Oh, nice. Yeah, Mill Mill watch when Kane goes for a change. Jones, you're. I think I'm a little ahead of you. It happens like yeah, but it's uh, it's a very strange situation. 
I think it was Caleb Jones, at least. I'm not entirely sure. The numbers look so Oh, yeah, he screen. just, like, hit him right in the chest. Yeah. It like, looked like it got him on the, the neck. Um, can we get Tyler Johnson some pants that fit? <laughs> no, he's Tyler Johnson short. out of this city? He's, he's, again, Nobody, he's too good right No now. one's going to take Tyler Johnson's contract. He's in Seth Jones territory. It's not uh, as it's long not or as expensive as Seth Jones. No. But the Hawks Nothing got he's, he's got a point per game, and he's still got a point per game. He scored the okay. primary assist. Do you remember? Do you remember how Seth Tyler Johnson came to Chicago? He he came to Chicago because Tampa took on Brent Seabrook's contract. No, that was stupid was, though, because Tampa used that contract to go over the cap. That was a favor yes. to Tampa. That was Bowman being dumb. Yes. That was Bowman I going. Did, I, didn't the Hawks get there's a, a there's a reason the Vegas Golden Knights as I, I say this as a fa- as a fan of a team who did this the same thing this this offseason. There's a reason they went and got Shea Weber's contract. Well, I'll tell you what. Put in a call to they Vegas. Got, they got a can... second round pick out of it, but like stupid. That's still they did. <laughs> they they took a bad a worse play. They took a cap dump because Tampa really needed to get rid of Tyler Johnson. The thing is, they got a second for that, and and then gave them the mechanism to go above the cap. Okay, thank you. If Seth Jones was on like a playoff team that was like a good playoff team, though, I don't think anybody would care about his deal because he's playing pretty fucking good. No, I don't think so either. Um, You know what I mean? I was very, I was very surprised last year how much better he was, especially since King and Colleton didn't know how to use him at all, and. Essentially, he just did whatever the fuck he wanted, and it worked really well. And so I'm excited to see him with a coach that is competent because I think he could be even better than he was last year. He went from being, like, like in, like, 10% to, like, 50% in the, the league overall. And most of the of the rest of that was him being dragged down, I think, by the team. We'll see. If, 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 if he's got more points than Taves at, at, at the deadline, that wouldn't shock me to see him get be the one to get uh, – Retain salary on because I mean, he probably, can probably to, uh, bring maybe. back more value. Blackhawks only have, they can only retain on three contracts. Right. This is the time to do it. I, um, I just, I, I remain very unconvinced that anyone's going to take that contract. But, oh, me too. I, mean, I just, I mean, like, if, if he keeps playing this way for three or four months, you know, and even if, even if the Blackhawks retain half, yeah, because I, it's the, ter- it's, you're talking about Tyler Johnson still, right? Not Taves. Yeah, no, Tyler talking about, I was okay. talking about Jones. Make, okay. Well, yeah, okay. with Tyler Johnson, like I think it's it's less about the the amount and more about the term. It's only uh, through next year, right? Yeah, but that's I still that it's still longer. It's it's longer than one year. It's not an expiring deal. I think is the point there. And for I mean, granted, the salary cap is supposed to go up, might go up by four million if that escrow situation goes through that Bettman was talking about a few weeks ago. So it's possible that it could work, but I still, I that's I'm pumping the brakes on that one because the main thing is you got to prove to me that Tyler Johnson's going to be playing like this in March, April, and uh, May, the way he is in October, and that's a long way away for a guy coming off a neck surgery. So. Yeah, but it was technically a surgery that had a much shorter, um, like recovery period and has had much better results in other, uh, sports. So. <laughs> okay. I and, thought you were saying and, and, in the one other time it's happened in hockey, but if it's happened in other sports. No, no, no. Then. I mean, in other, other sports, there was a ballerina or something that, um, a male ballerina that had it happen in, 
he apparently went on and did like three or four more seasons and and now, both, uh, now I'm flashing both, back to an episode of The Simpsons. So sorry. Go ahead. Both Jay. Johnson and Eichel, both Johnson and Eichel are also playing really, really well this season. So maybe it is a siege surgery that's successful and like yeah. beneficial. The other player that got it was um Valino, however you say his name. Um oh, what is hockey? What is was the, was the male was the male ballerina named Barishnikov? Joe. He was he's that's, from Detroit. Detroit. That's, oh, Joey Valeno. Yeah, Joey Valeno. Okay. But yeah, I, I said... Ooh, three uh, on one. Skate. Guess what happens? <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> Not even... Yeah, it, it was... It was, uh, it was a very good defensive play by whatever Florida defenseman that was to shut that down immediately because that was the only option. Get two guys with you. Make a pass. <laughs> he, tr- he tried. He got smothered by the defenseman. It was, a, it was actually... I thought it was a really good play. Um, by the defense, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's our guy, Phil, that, uh, didn't quite get that pass through there, unfortunately. Oh, oh, Phil. Okay. It's okay, Phil. We still love you. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick time out. Uh, we threw the, uh, the comment sections from our first period game that opened for some questions and we got a few in there. So we're going to dive into those really quick, uh, on the other side of this timeout. And then we're going to yell about some food stuff and then we're going to get out of here. So, uh, come on back on the other side of this break for all of that. Welcome back to this very special 100th episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, as promised before the break, we uh, wanted to dive into some questions from the SCH commentariat who are in our game thread for the game against the Panthers that is going on right now. Uh, we're just about to the first intermission. And just to piss Shay off a little bit more, the Hawks are winning one to nothing. So, <laughs> sorry, Shay. Uh, but we do have – we got a few questions. Uh, what Stop is- winning. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's such a bizarre thing to be yelling, but like, it, it makes sense. Uh, but anyway, we got a few questions. Uh, one is from devil dog 29 frequent commenter. Oh, um, all right. Hang on. Right there's before, a goal. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. yeah. There's K- a goal. 88. Yeah. Kane just scored. So now it's two, nothing. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Mills. Let me see what happens. Be, we're we're, we're, we're basically, we're like the beat the reporters goal. spoiling the goal for you on Twitter. They're going to have a better record than Edmonton. But Edmonton's not good either. Oh, that was a really who, – who made the play behind yes. that? But to Edmonton wasn't expecting to be in the Connor Bazaar. It's a really great, really great way to draw the defense All right. away well, from Kane. While, while I'm here, right before we, we get too far – right before we get into the question, I do have one thought related to the Shea. If, like, obviously if they get, they don't get Connor Bedard or Fantilli or Meshkov, whatever, that kind that's going to suck. But mm-hmm. – how much of it would be like the proof that you have a coach who can maximize the potential of all the players in the system right now? If that's the what trade-off, players, what players in the system? Ryder Rolston? Yeah, Ryder I'm not going to lie. Like that is a great thing to know that you have in your back pocket, but it doesn't. We've already we've talked about this before, but um, it does. Having a top three pick does not guarantee, like on your roster, does not guarantee you cup success. Lots of teams have that, but there's only been one team in the last 14 years to win the Stanley Cup without their own drafted top three pick, and that was St. Louis. And they had Alex um, Petrangelo, who was a number four. 
Yeah, and exactly. they also had Ryan O'Reilly, who I believe was the number one. They just didn't draft him. Yeah, they, they didn't also were making human sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> every and every other team had so, like most of them had multiples. You know, you I, Pittsburgh had like three or four, um, at least three. Uh, you had Chicago, obviously had two. Uh, LA only had one, but you know, um, <laughs> Colorado had McKinnon. Uh, wasn't Landeskog a first? Yes, and yeah, but they, not, they not and McCarr was a four. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the point. Yeah, so the the point. Yeah, you do need. Well, I guess my counter to that would be, what if they still have the number one and the number three from oh six and oh seven around? But will the they yeah. be? You know, like that's, no, it, that's that. It's fair. Yeah, that like that's that is the exact dilemma I've been wrestling with as well as like. Uh, but again, it's, it's too early. It's just, I, I, that is, that is the counter to, uh, they're not going to get the top three pick. All right. But here's, here's what you might gain from a season where your team's better than it was expected. So, I just, I, yes. But the, the problem is I don't think next year's draft is as good as this year's draft. And I'd rather have a top three pick this and year's on, draft. And on top of that, none of the players that are on, it's like very few of the players that are on the team currently are going to be around long-term. So you don't, you know that the coach can get it out of these types of players, but do we know he can get it out of younger players? These out are of a lot of Kevin these are Korchinski better. and Frank. Well, Mazur the good news is Korchinski's has yeah. like 25 points in three games. Yeah, he's, so. been, he's been great. And I think the bad news is Frank Nazer may not play hockey until next season. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's not good. No, no, it is not. Uh, but I mean, I, the, the the problem, of course, still. So I we keep saying the twenty game sample. I like it's really hard to understand if like even in twenty games we're going to know anything because again, Florida injuries, Edmonton not actually that good, Buffalo better than expected, but lots of children. Um, yeah, the Wild for some reason sucking really bad. Like they Buffalo's were actually, actually not that bad. <laughs> Buffalo Buffalo's I might watched, be sneaky fun this year. I know I exactly a little bit of Buffalo Calgary, and they didn't look bad. They gave. I know. I was. I was like. Them. I was like surprised that they were doing. I think uh, they're not good. Hey, LA, Scott Darling. LA uh, could surprise. LA is doing pretty. Like they're playing. It well. wouldn't be surprising though. LA made the playoffs last year. I know. Yeah, but in. The I hey, what was the question um, again? <laughs> well, we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> Arizona's beating Columbus five to nothing right now. Let's go. So, so hockey continues to be weird. Yeah. I just, I, I'm trying to find when's the next time the Blackhawks play a good, legitimately good team. And that's probably Carolina mid November and then Boston. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's like, it depends yeah. on your definition. Like Edmonton was in the conference finals last year, although they, they do suck now. Been. Minnesota so was supposed to be good, but they suck again. Uh, Minnesota, so we're going out was, Minnesota was good last year, and I don't know what the fuck they're doing this year because their they're, metric completely flipped. They're being hilarious, is what they're being. They're they're being the wild. Every time they were supposed to be good, they suck. I'm sorry. I, I remain unconvinced the Minnesota Wild will ever be good. I don't care how good Kirill Kaprizov Just is. Just move the fucking stars back and give Dallas the wild. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. All right. So, so, so the, the, the question we had, like the general idea was. Um, if it is worth it to have like uh, an ultra aggressive penalty kill like Luke Richardson has brought to town and like whether it's worth it to taste the, take the risk of having an aggressive penalty kill and trying to get some shorthanded goals, if that offsets the risk of giving up penalty kill or giving up shorthanded goal or the other team's power play goals against you. Um, and so I was starting to look at uh, the thing Shay pointed out when we were discussing this in our little break was um, – to compare the teams that had the most shorthanded goals with how good their penalty kill was last season. I know that Toronto had 
the league lead with uh, shorthanded goals. They had 12 last season because I was looking this up, writing about the Blackhawks, who already have four this season. Uh, so they're one third of the way to the league leaders from last season. Again, not sustainable. But Toronto had the most shorthanded goals with uh, excuse me. They had 13, not 12. And their penalty kill was eighth in the league at 82 uh, percent. Florida had the second most shorthanded goals at 12 and their penalty kill was 16th in the league. The third uh, tied for third with 11 shorthanded goals last season was Edmonton in L.A. Edmonton's penalty kill was 17th in the league. L.A.'s is 22nd. Um, Vegas had 10 shorthanded goals. That was fifth in the league. Their penalty kill was not great. Uh, 21st. So it seems like the teams that had the better penalty kills did not score as many shorthanded goals. I'll, I'll do this the other way. Uh, here's the top five penalty kill teams last season uh, in, in in order. Carolina, San Jose, Pittsburgh, New York, Islanders, and the Blues. The amount of shorthanded goals they scored in order. Four, four, three, five, nine. Or yeah, four, four, three, five, and nine. So it seems based off last season's numbers that teams who focus more on defense and don't try to score shorthanded goals at all are more likely to have success, I guess. Do you know what I would be interested in? I would be interested in seeing what types of players are on those penalty kills. That's also true as well. Because there are some penalty kills that have their top, like their top line players on it still. Like the Blackhawks used to have. Taves and Hosa. Yeah. Yes. So, and they, you know, the Blackhawks right now are scoring with not Taves and Hosa. (laughs) And I would would also, I would also look at, save percentage on the penalty kill. There's yeah. a lot of the teams you named that were top in goals where had awful goaltending. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> yeah. That's like the, the proverbial hockey wisdom of your best penalty killer is your goaltender. So there's, that's, there's certainly that. Um, um, I know the Carolina plays a, they typically play a pretty aggressive um, penalty kill, but they don't score a lot on it. And I don't know. I think that's just because their penalty killers are not good scorers, you know, like, and also I don't think they really try to score that much. They try to out possess, like they try to make, you know, they, they're trying to kill the penalty versus score on the penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, this seems like an X's and O question that I, I just don't know enough about. It, it's, it's hard to find like, you'd have to, it, it's, it's hard to find like the data to, to explain it. And then from a, like as you mentioned from like an X's and O's perspective, I think it comes down to the personnel that you have. Like if like if you have a Jonathan Taves and Marion Hosa in their prime as your penalty kill, your top penalty kill forward pairing, it might make sense to try and score some goals because those two are capable of it. If your pairing is if those forwards are say like Marcus Kruger and Jamal Mayers, maybe you don't want to go for goals I, as much because they're not going to score as many goals. Well, I, I think it's fair to say that when you look at that Hawks team, Quenville didn't really want to deploy them to score shorties. He just said, tilt the ice. Yeah. And that's what Taves and Hosa did all the time. Five on five, especially, but during the penalty kill, they got down there and killed time. Um, but I think if your five on five is as good as those Hawks teams are, you can kind of afford that luxury. And in the instance of this Hawks team, the five on five, or like, I should say the like, like Betsy and Shay were talking about earlier, the possession numbers are bad. So mm. they're going to take any type of open ice they can to try to score. There you go. Because they don't care if they lose. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, in the big picture. 
I don't think it's going to work as well against better teams. Um, I don't either. No, like I Carolina agree. or not Carolina, Colorado lit them up mm-hmm. um, because they were great. Um, and I think any top 10 team is probably going to do something similar. So we'll, we'll see. Like I, like I said, I was trying to figure out <laughs> Edmonton will be a good um, just because McDavid will be on the, the power play, you know, like he can make anybody look idiotic. Right. So we'll see in the next game if it can hold up against superstars because mm-hmm. it didn't in the one game that had superstars so far. All right. Well, that's, that was, that was the more, uh, the more formal hockey question. Let's have a less serious hockey question from still Jim L 23 among the participants of the podcast. If we played in a hockey league, who would have the most goals, most assists, and most importantly, most penalty minutes. Mill is obviously the penalty minutes leader. What? Unquestionably. <laughs> For mouthing, for mouthing off to the refs, if nothing else, and getting ten minute misconduct. But if I'm wearing like a letter, I'm allowed to do that. But you're you're going to cross the line and get thrown out of several games. Okay. Am I? Then wrong? I'm just the coach. <laughs> <laughs> you can get thrown out from behind the bench too. Okay. I I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a hockey coach get ejected from a game. Now, I feel like. Th- I'm sure torts have. Oh, yeah, but for like throwing a bench on the ice, like somebody threw a bench on the ice. Yeah, right? that's so funny. Yeah, was it was it torts that threw a bench on the ice? No, it was, it was way. Before. I, I mean, there was a Patrick Waugh destroyed the barrier. <laughs> yeah, because while I was trying to fight the coach on the other side of the glass. Uh, but uh, in terms of goals and assists, I mean, like uh, I do. Have any of the other three of you played any sort of hockey at any point, or even no. skated? Yes. Yeah, but I skated, but I was horrible, and I've uh, I, I was when I was three. I haven't, I haven't done it since um, middle school. So. Mill, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of like a uh, I'd compare myself to like an Andrew Desjardins kind of kind of yeah. style. And I don't I don't want to give anybody a false impression. I play in a sh- very very shitty beer league, so just because I can stand up, right, doesn't mean I can skate. Um, but uh, goals and assists, I don't know who's going to be. Who's going to have more of the killer instinct to score? I'm really good at air hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I'm, is, I'm, good at, I'm good at roller that is, too. So that, that is I hand eye coordination. I can I can skate backwards pretty well on rollerblades. Okay, Here's I, well, what I, think, I can promise you. I will lead in <laughs> shot attempts because I take a lot of shots. <laughs> Mill Mill's going to tilt the ice for us. Yeah, that's uh, Betsy. I, you know what? We're just going to pretend, Betsy, that the air hockey stuff is translatable to <laughs> actual hockey. You're the goal scorer, and me and Shay will be responsible for setting you up. There oh no, go. I've always, I've always thought if I, if I ever played hockey, I'd be a Braden McNabb style defenseman, which is more of a defensive style. Yes, just okay. to hit people. I, oh, okay. You well, you are. You definitely have the height for it. Yes. We, we we met at the whatever AEW event was. You're definitely tall. So we, you, are you like the Blackhawks entire defense core is like six two. So you might actually have a shot with Chicago this season. We'll if get I could you, skate. We'll if get, I could skate. Yeah. I, have you My seen cardio Jerry? is good. Have you seen Tenorti? I mean, we can we can oh. get you in some games. Have you have you, get you a minus sixty tank? Yeah. There there the we go. I'm I I claim tank commander role. There we I'll go. Tell, okay. I'll tell you what I uh, I play sports mostly left-handed, but I do shoot right in hockey. So my my left my hand poke check is pretty good. All right. Well, so so we'll get you. You're you're going to be the Goonie Blue Liner. That's what that's your job. So I'm just uh, Stifler. Pretty much. Take sixty nine. Was he a forward? I I don't know. He just 
ran people over. That's all I know. <laughs> Probably. It was like John Scott. Yeah. Well, John Scott lined up as a forward before and a defenseman. So if you suck, it doesn't matter where you are. Not the game we were watching, but Kubelik just got another point. Good Lord. Because he's points in six games. Because yep. he rocks. Unfortunately, he plays for the fucking devil. Yeah. Yeah, not, that that, is... not to be confused with the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> who are weirdly, who I checked yesterday, 70% expected goal share. Yeah, they're... Good Lord. They're ridiculous underlying numbers that are going to regress, but, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then... And there's still calls to fire Lindy. Six, six points in seven games. All right, let's let's not go down this road because this Love is just going to me. <laughs> this I, is just I, really going to anger I me. I hope I'm going to, to Washington... I hope I'm going to DC soon. Um, I haven't planned it yet, but I first of all, their arena is great. Um, yes, it is. Their public I, transportation I is great. Um, you can eat ice cream out of little helmets, and yeah, I just I like watching Ovechkin usually. So <laughs> yeah, I actually that, might go to the Hawks Caps game. Uh, I I will say for uh, those of you in the Chicagoland area, which is myself, Nolan, probably some of the people listening to this, uh, if you ever wanted to go see the Hawks on the cheap, this is your season to do it because I was looking at secondhand uh, ticket prices earlier today, and I mean I saw a lot of teams. So uh, you can uh, probably after fees, it's probably in the low like twenty to twenty five range. So if uh, secondhand tickets are your thing, uh, go, this is the year to go because. Uh, good seats available, apparently. And as I'm watching this game tonight, seeing all those seats uh, that are empty in the crowd, uh, there's a lot of room for you. So so there's that. Um, other than that, I think that's most of the hockey discussion I out have of one the way. Question. Who's the coach for Florida right now? Who did they decide would be better than the guy that some, was leading them to the press? Some Some other guy. <laughs> I yeah, I honestly can't remember. Are you right? <laughs> Florida Panthers coach. I was a search I have done before. Paul Maurice. Well, and uh, as was oh. pointed out by uh, Race to the Raptors in the comments, uh, this is mainly a question for Mill because he'll know who it is. Uh, well, Betsy, and you, this is a, an older school reference, so I don't know if you'll know this one, Betsy and Shea, but uh, do you know who one of the assistant coaches are for the, the Florida Panthers? Right now. Is it Greg McKegg? Uh, Greg McKegg might be one of them. No, he's is not. Is it an old well, Actually, yeah. One of them is Jamie Compon, which is kind of oh, funny. God. Uh, oh, God. Another one's hey. But the one, the important one here is that Tuomo Rutu oh. is an assistant coach. Oh. What? Oh, yes. <laughs> Tuomo Rutu, <laughs> former, former Blackhawks first-round pick Trading from like 2001. Yeah, I know. I was like, I know who, I know who he is. Okay. Tuomo uh, Rutu. Uh, hey, he, that's, he that's for, for the land. old people, Betsy. I wasn't sure if you... I'm the same age as Bill. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think he means like the people that were there when they were like oh. literally like corpses on the, the people ice. that wasted their teenagers watching a worse hockey team than this one right now. Yeah, no. or, or or maybe they're even before their teenage years. I was a teenager, but I'm older than all of you, as we've established. Uh I think like oh five, oh six, I was 13, 14. So Okay. All right, that makes me feel a little better. All right. Well, I, that's. I think we've got we got enough hockey discussion. So because this is the 100th episode, we have to come back to our trademark as the best food themed hockey podcast on the internet. Uh, and and Halloween is next Monday, as first reported by Second City Hockey. So uh, uh, we we talked about <laughs> Halloween. Thanks for the courtesy laugh. Uh, we did, I just like thought about that. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, last year, I think we just talked about like favorites. 
Halloween candy. So this year, I think we should just uh, go the other way and just rant about the ones we hate. And I'm going to start with Almond Joy because coconut is not candy. I don't give a shit how much chocolate you put on it. It is not candy. Get it the hell away from me. Uh, anybody else have candy that they hate? And we already yelled about candy corn earlier before we started recording. What, what so let's not saying? go down there. Sorry, Al- sure. Almond Joy. Okay, Almond Joy is texture is good. I really like Almond Joy. I, 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 I don't I, give a I, shit about texture. Just as I defend... Just as I defend candy corn as the lone person here who likes candy corn, I will also defend Almond Joy and also coconut. Shay, why do you enjoy being I don't so understand, wrong all the time? I don't understand the hatred for coconut. It's fine. Coconut is fine in certain quantities. I don't want fine. I want good. Texture. Um, I like Almond Joys. There, well, then, Dave, you're out of luck with American candy. What, I, what can I tell you? <laughs> okay. Um, Tootsie Rolls are not good. Yeah. The, 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 the flavored ones are always better than the chocolate ones, and the vanilla Tootsie Rolls make those me, so good. Those are good. I actually don't know if I've had the vanilla ones, but I don't like vanilla that much. But I get it's also partially a texture thing. I do not like the texture of Tootsie Rolls. You like taffy? I don't like taffy. There you go. That's why. Um, I don't like fondant or taffy, so I'm not going to like candy corn. Oh, oh, the technically edible food you guys were talking about earlier today. Fondant, yeah. Yes, yeah. Tootsie rolls are good. I just don't. Do you not watch any cooking cooking show like baking shows? Do I? Like anybody? Do, no. I, I well, I watch some of GBB. Yeah, I I used to watch um the the baking show with oh my god, King of Sweets or whatever it's. Anyway, um, Cake Kings, those ones, they they were like... The Cake Boss? No, I never watched that because that guy kind of was a dick. Um, oh, no, this God. was... they look they All the people who were bakers all look like they really should have been tattoo artists, but they weren't. They were bakers. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, oh this God. kid on the ad by the QR code looks like Kirby Doc. I just saw that, and I was actually thinking it was Kirby Doc initially. It was really... <laughs> it's a kid in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh but yeah. So we've got let's see, we've got uh we got almond joys on the hit list and we've uh Tootsie Roll. Shay and Mill, do you have a candy you hate? Hershey's chocolate bar that's made with wax. Uh and that's not what chocolate is supposed to be. Is it really because I've got made with wax? Yes, How, there's uh, wax and versus chocolate. I think uh the candy, see, I don't really like black licorice. Oh, yeah. So I don't like whatever they call it, good and plenties. Yeah, it's, it's like neither, the purple it's, box. It's neither good and I don't want plenty of them. Yeah, so. it tastes like black licorice. So to me, like, I can eat like the texture. It's basically like eating dots or whatever. It's also, that's also similar to uh, Mike and Ike's, right? Like Mike and Ike's are. Yeah, but I like Mike and Ike's because, I mean, yeah. I don't like buy them, but I'm just saying, like, if, if it's in my Halloween candy. It it's just tastes like kind of like jelly beans, which I don't really care for jelly beans, but the flavor is fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's me with dots. I just wish they would get stuck in your teeth less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're terrible about that. They they stick there for like you gotta go go brush your teeth after you eat those. Yeah. Um. So I'm thinking black licorice tasting things of yeah. any variety. Yeah, black licorice good. just reminds me of like Nyquil, which isn't 
isn't what thought I want. Then again, though, the older I get, maybe I do like that because there's there's <laughs> definitely some alcohol in there. Um, I was gonna say, well, yeah, like there's there's uh, it's either like Nyquil or Jaeger is kind of the road you go down with the Jaeger black, is made with with anise, yeah, yeah. But so. like the thing is, like it's like if I mean I don't perp, like go out of my way to drink Jaeger, but like if you have a shot of Jaeger, it's like a shot. But, like I don't want to chew on that flavor. <laughs> No, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think the last time I had a shot of Jaeger that wasn't like mixed with Red Bull for obvious. The last time I had Jaeger in general was college. Yeah, I don't. That's not something I want in my body. (laughs) I usually have that if I have like a uh, like a cold or something. Jaeger. Yeah, Jaeger or gin is good for you. Like when you're sick. Okay, I I didn't realize that was serious. I thought you were not joking around. All right. Not like entirely, but like there's like what is it called? Juniper. Okay. Or whatever. Gotcha. It's better for your for your stomach. Yeah. Than than like whiskey or tequila. And we're we're definite drink. medical professionals, so these are absolutely opinions you should uh, take to <laughs> Don't the take bank. don't take my advice on anything that's not uh hockey or music related. And don't I, even take my advice on that. Um, I was gonna I, say take your advice on all uh jersey related things. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, all athletic my, aesthetics. That was my that was also like my line of work for a decade. So go ahead, Betsy. Well, I was just going to say, because I had to look it up because I couldn't let it rest. The show I was thinking of was Ace of Cakes, and the guy I was thinking of was uh, Duff Coleman. You guys know who that is, Duff? No. Um, watch his show. He also has... Duff um, Coleman. Oh, yeah, no. His show, his current show, I think it's called Duff Takes the Cake. Um, and he's pretty much, he's like on every baking show you can think of. That's ever, like the I, kids, I the feel kids like kids that's probably a, a case of I know the face if I saw it. Worst bakers of America in America, but all that kind of stuff. All but I can anyway. think of, all I can think of is now because of his name is it's Duffman. I feel, I feel like every, <laughs> every song. Yes. yes. <laughs> every baker in that in that I feel like look like they could have been a tattoo artist. So anyway, uh, can I name one other candy that I think is disgusting? Absolutely, Smarties. That's chalk. They're, I like Smarties. Fine, like yeah. it's it's definitely got a chalkiness to it, but they're they're fine. Like I, that's one of those like you're when you're going sweet. when you were yeah. going through your Halloween candy as a kid, Smarties is the stuff that you were still finishing off in mid November because you did, ate all the good stuff earlier. Did you guys ever have? I don't know if it like mostly like a like a little girls thing that they would give you like jewelry made out of what were essentially Smarties. Um, oh, you mean like oh, candy yeah. jewelry? I yep. love candy, candy necklaces. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So I hated those, and people would kept giving them <laughs> to me. I feel like those were harder to bite into than Smarties, though. But, yeah, they are because they're they're meant to be like hold like up better. You know? Yeah. yeah. If you put like a like an actual Smarties on those, they would just crumble to dust because they're chalk. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not great. I but they're that yeah, that was that was a weird era. But they made like necklaces and bracelets and yeah that was that was the thing and then you like if you wore you could get like uh be like on your skin after a while it was really weird yeah <laughs> what well, was even worse are candy cigarettes <laughs> yeah yeah you could get those from the ice cream truck for, like, glorification a of- all right i actually i just thought of one other thing it's not really a food take but it is a halloween themed discussion um so to to get to this, I have to lay out. I was one of five kids, five boys growing up. Mill, I know you have at least one sibling. Is it just two, or you have more? No, just Steve. Just you two. Uh, Shay yeah. and Betsy, did you have siblings, or were you only yes, <clears throat> younger sister? Okay. I have three older siblings. All right. So my question is, when you would go trick or treating, 
And when you came back, were your was your Halloween candy like? Did you have your own candy, or did it become community candy? Because in my family, we threw, we came back, everything got thrown into one giant container, and it was community candy. And I, as I grew older, I found out everyone was like, "How? Why did you do that? Like, you should have been able to keep your own candy." And I guess we're the weird ones, which would be part uh, of the course. Yeah, no, it, it was everybody for themselves. Best my, about you. My siblings are spaced out. My brother was 14 years older than me. My oldest sister is 10 years older than me. And then my okay. closest to me is four years older than me. So, so by the time you're old enough to go trick or treating, they weren't. I mean, my, my sister that was in close in age to me, we went trick or treating together for a while, but yeah, there was, there were years where obviously I trick or treated without her. Cause she was too cool to, to do that anymore. Um, no, it was definitely, whatever you got we traded though i know i traded a lot Ooh, okay. i take my net when i when i would take my nephew trick-or-treating i would make him give me a t- candy tax though um <laughs> I, I was like oh, you man. already give me some of your candy because i'm i'm walking around with you or driving you somewhere so okay yeah my family did have taxes like that mm-hmm. we definitely <laughs> shared like dave said i did the same thing um, but my family usually has a dish of candy out like all year round. So mm. when it's Halloween, it just gets multiplied to like a really big bowl of candy. Right. So we would just dump everything in there. Cause like, I don't know, Steve and I never had issues with that. Yeah. I just, I remember like whenever we would do that, like the first, like the first week, every, like all the good stuff goes first. So like all the Snickers, the Reese's peanut butter cups, the Milky ways, like all, all the good stuff goes first. And then like after a week or two, you're like, do you want Smarties or there's like all the joys left or Whoppers ever? There were always so many Whoppers left by yeah. like November 12th. It was ridiculous. Um, I, uh, I also though, like I ate a lot of my candy on Halloween night. Mm. Uh, but uh, after my mom would make sure there was no anthrax in it because it's the era <laughs> I grew up in. <laughs> well, the, that's still, that's, it's just a different drug parents are worried about because like, parents worried about like fentanyl yeah well no but but like when we were like i feel like pot was a big thing and i remember being like why would anybody pay give away their pot pot. and then give it nobody's gonna give away their good drugs they just like anthrax was like a mailbox thing in that era and my mom like i wasn't allowed to get the mail for like a year (laughs) i mean i get that but like right now yeah fentanyl is the big one also i was like eight or nine so like this is i'm not like you know you probably shouldn't be looking through the mail anyways at that age yeah i mean didn't your like my mom always made me go to the mailbox to get she wasn't gonna do it uh, anyway, like my, my, my nephew's 14 that's his job my mom's the like uh come, like she's the come home from work drive up to it before she goes uh, in the garage style i don't know all right well we've talked about anthrax and mailboxes somehow we've ended up <laughs> there from hockey so it's definitely time to to wrap up this whole thing um, can i throw one thing well, out there before yeah. we're done go ahead mill and then betsy uh you'll go yeah. next uh i forgot to mention this in the intro but because of the radio at work i too have been listening to taylor swift all week but it's like the same four songs what are they uh i don't know they're all old ones oh my god i need you to learn what they are and cut, report back to us and then okay Two, is anybody doing anything for Halloween? Uh, I'm, uh, giving, I'm giving out candy on my front porch. I'm, give, I'm going to Elton John on Octo- uh, October 29th. We're having a TRL uh, MTV themed Halloween party. 
Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's excellent. That's a um, really good theme. I'm going to a TV show screening <laughs> that on, on actual Halloween. Um, that's cool. But otherwise, this will be like, I'm not dressing up or anything, which a little sad, but. I think I'm going to be Gwen Stefani. <laughs> from No Doubt. Era. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No doubt. Not the uh, the Gavin Rossdale era. Not the Blake Shelton era. I don't look good yeah. enough for that. Or maybe even the Tony Kanai era. If you really want to go back in the in the archives. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, th- that's going to do it for this yeah. edition of Musings on Madison. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And it, well, again, with this being a hundred episodes, uh, thank you to everyone who's listened to any of these episodes over the years. Uh, I I can't believe we actually got this far, and uh, I hope we do another hundred because it's been very entertaining. Uh, thanks to everyone for hanging out this evening, Betsy, Shay, and Mill. Uh, Mill's on Twitter at Mill182. Shepherds is at Jehosa's Witness. Betsy's not on Twitter, but you can find her at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR. And the main account is at 2ND City Hockey. I'm at DML57. One thing, really quickly, uh, we're looking to add some people to the Second City Hockey staff. We have paid position or two available. If you are interested in that, send us an email. It's a secondcityhockey at gmail.com, all one word. We're going to have a posting later in the week, but if you're listening to this and you want to contribute to our website, um, we're going to give everybody that's listening to this a chance to get in before everyone, uh, the flood of emails we might get later in the week. So if you're interested, send us an email again, secondcityhockey at gmail.com, and we can get you more information if you are interested. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.